Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the Secrets of Downline Marketing Radio Podcast. I'm Nick Tullis, and here's a new episode. <clears throat> so, I'm switching up the intro, just uh, just kind of get straight to the point. So, uh, I kind of want to expand a little bit more on uh, good problems versus bad problems. What do we mean by that? Right now, I am actually in a position where I have two offers that are about to happen on the same day. Uh, both are progressing, uh, and... <clears throat> both uh, solve two different problems. They also provide two different uh, unique opportunities. So here's here's the dilemma. Go with one, which is leaning more into what I'm trying to do. Go into the other, which is leaning more deeper into what I already know. So this co- like uh, I'll pose the question is this. When you have to choose between two different choices, two like with similar outcomes, but they're not similar uh, in terms of structure, which one do you choose? See, that's the question of the day. As a network marketer, and I'm actually starting, I'm really starting to lean back into the whole sales aspect while doing the marketing, and it's getting me fired up again <clears throat> in a good way, in terms of. This is a good problem to have. A bad problem is if they're both identical, they're both structured the same way, the results are the same. Uh, the only difference really is is uh, um, like how you're paid, the type of value you get. But in the end, they push more. They both push towards the outcome you're looking for. See, that's a hard. That's a bad problem to have because it's like. It is a toss of the coin. Now let me put it. Let me let me structure it this way. <clears throat> the marketing job is. It seems like it's going to be not necessarily um, here or there from the looks of it, from the sound of it. It's more along the lines of when the schedule permits uh, me to be around, but I still be working on stuff. The sales job, I get to build my own schedule, uh, work up to like 40 hours plus and uh, like compensated more on a commission base the other one's more of an hourly base not really commission but the opportunities are both there so this is actually a dilemma that most network marketers come across when they're prospecting new people so this is a good problem to have and I would ask upon you the listener audience the next time you're actually trying to bring someone on, think about it from their perspective. Whatever experience you have so far, ask yourself this question. If I was in their shoes, what would be the option <clears throat> that I would choose? Now, majority of the people that my upline tends to go to are people who are already employed. In fact, they very stress, like, look, we want you to, you know, have your, you know, your regular nine to five and stuff like that. And we'll do this on the side and we'll build it together and stuff. But the goal is to get you up to full time where you're building your own schedule and, you know, where you go from there is like uh, nearly limitless. And what does that mean? Do you go with the one that keeps you safe or do you go with the one that has a bit of like one that kind of scares you a little? This is the conundrum I'm kind of in right now with uh, not only just myself, but as my business. 
<clears throat> I bring this all up and the reason why I've been doing all these, uh, you know, trying to grab all these like side jobs and stuff while doing this is because when I come to a wall that I can't see past, if I can't pay for coaching for someone who has the answer or at least knows where to look, <clears throat> I go into what I like to call uh, a, a sideways position. And I don't mean that in a weird way. I mean that in terms of like, let me put this on hold. Let me take a, let, let me go the, the, the route, the sideways route route and try to look at it from a different angle. Let my brain capacity free up and let the, let the problem sort itself out. This is very similar to what uh, Tim Ferriss does. And what do I mean by that? Um, Tim Ferriss is the author of the four hour work week. For our body, for our chef, travel mentors, tools of titans, and really, he built himself up from like a, a high performer all the way to like almost like Zen master right now. And yes, I'm gonna say Zen master because like watching his like over the past like ten years, watching his journey and stuff like that, it's actually been pretty cool. Like he's gone from like trying everything, doing everything, to really fo narrowing down, focus like doing. Doing, pulling back and only focus on the things that really matter that'll push him a little bit forward and this particular story right here actually comes from russell brunson where he talks about um russell was at a, a live event with him and someone came up was asking questions and said hey tim um could could i do a like you know in the day of the life of uh, uh of you like following you and stuff like that and tim started laughing and not in a bad way he just uh this is one thing i don't do because you would find that it's pretty boring he's like i'm not one of these high performers that gets up gets like immediately jumps on email jumps on a checklist says like a thousand things um or whatnot like go, like it's like full sprint right out of bed he's like no in fact i'm the quite opposite i wake up sit go for a walk and the entire time I'm thinking about one thing and usually that could take me a few days up to a few weeks and the one thing I'm thinking about is the big domino the thing that will push me or push this project or where I'm at uh, to the point where once this thing once this current problem is knocked over all like all the other dominoes fall in place I do that same process before I even understood what that meant just in a different way in terms of I go work on uh, refining skills that I have and like just get better at those and let new ones come in on their own so what do I, like what do I mean by that like why like that sounds kind of contradicting to everything you're doing and so on and so forth I can't shut down a lot of things that I do like thinking wise where I'm at how am I progressing and stuff and one of the things I like to do is I like to constantly be active in terms of keeping my interests going some of my hobbies but the big thing is I try to let my 
analytical side, really try to have a break every so often. So if I'm stuck on a problem, I'll go do a, like a, like a side project or something and work on that. Like kind of step sideways and go work on that for a bit. I learned this technique really early on in, in painting. When, when I was going for an illustration degree in terms of, uh, I was learning how to draw and paint and I really liked, I enjoyed the process, like just refining over and over, over time and just getting better and better and like absorbing new techniques, new, new styles and stuff like that. But one thing that kept coming up was, um, and students were even asking this of teachers, like, how do you know when a piece is done? And same thing, the instructor laughed or the artist laughed and said, that question can never be answered. Really because you, there's, there's no answer. Uh, every artist is different. They'll tell you when it's done for them, but it won't be the same for everybody else. You have to come to that conclusion on your own. And the best way to really do is literally if you're coming to a point where everything you're doing is starting to go backwards is where you stop, you take a break, you leave the room, and you don't come back until tomorrow. Because what will happen is you go live your life, go do what you want to do, go do some other stuff and whatnot. You give your, your, your brain and mind like a break. And then what happens is it frees up all those processes that that, that wall slowly starts to dissipate. And then the answer will actually start, uh, you know, start to come through. So when you come back tomorrow with fresh eyes, you'll actually see whether or not you're either going forward, backwards, or you're done. So, and I started doing that really early on, as soon as I learned that little idea, that principle. And I started doing that for everything. So, that's what, like, especially for work. Like, I, I try to lean into all my, my interests and stuff like that in terms of, like, try to absorb them all. Uh, now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, I have to stop. I, nearly, I have to start applying. I have to go to do the next step. I have to start doing the next step. So... What does that mean for marketing and sales? And like, why am I taking these side jobs? These side jobs allow me to immerse myself in an environment who I eventually will be uh, either catering to, messaging to, marketing to, learn, but uh, more importantly, learning from. Because certain skills are new for me, and I'm like, at least I have some understanding of working in them. That way, when I go, you know, build my own processes, I can learn, like, I, I know from experience firsthand so I have so, like so I have an idea of like what's going on at the same time I'm also compiling all this information in terms of when I see it I'll know I'll be like yeah this looks very familiar I'll like, okay I understand here walk me through this process again like refresh my memory so that way I constantly have a hand in everything that's going on but there will be a point where um I won't be able to like have my fingers in everything I don't really don't want my fingers in everything in fact I want other people to be able to lead those places so I can take a step back and do what I need to do. So that way those people can lead and do what they need to do. Because here's the thing. I have been to so many jobs where the person who's in charge micromanages. And I hate that. I hate it so much. It is the worst thing you can do to a team ever 
it creates so much friction it creates a lot of drama and it's unnecessary it's one thing to come in and like you know just check in and see how everything's doing just like you know say hi you know be you know be courteous and stuff it's like hey how's it going if you guys need anything just let me know i'm here in the building um y'all doing well you know little chatter here and there and then like you know be on your way but to sit there and literally just spend 20 40 60 minutes literally trying to you know watch over everything make sure everything's flowing you know pretty decently is is uh, kind of nerve-wracking because it just starts it starts showing a little bit of like you know mistrust and this is something that i've really tried to work on in terms of learning from their mistakes of doing that and learning how to remove myself from the pro like you know the system in a way where i can build like you know i can build the business instead of be run by it so these two opportunities i have in front of me one i'll be working right next to the boss the other one i'll be working with a team i live by a few set of rules one of them says like you know lean into like you know the things that scare you the most because that's where you're going to get the most growth well, right now both of them kind of do scare me but one kind of scares me a little bit more than the other but at the same time they're both really good opportunities so i'm like Ugh. put yourself in the same position now change these two positions as if you were like you know trying to recruit somebody marketing for your company and you're talking to a uh, um you're the prospect or the potential recruit or whatever and you have these two different teams they're going for the same outcome that you are but one's geared towards one and like you know marketing one's geared towards sales so which one do you go for well most people in network marketing will probably go for the sales position just because it's like oh that's what you know network marketing is a lot of sales yeah but why is it called network marketing there's no marketing think about that so that's the conundrum i'm thinking of that's I'm thinking. so I, i'd ask this that story because a lot of like you know people don't join companies they join people that's what they care about and you gotta lean them one, towards one or the other at the same time could probably take both if like if i have a free reign of schedule of one and the other one i don't and it's like well i mean if i both have control over my schedule they like I'll probably just take them both but here's the thing It's a good problem to have like i said it's a it's a good problem to have it's not a bad problem bad problem is you know if i had 10 opportunities like you know 10 10 opportunities in front of me and i'm like oh crap dude i don't even know which one to even choose and 
that's where like most people are like well what are your goals what are your outcomes like what do you what's your why what are you striving for that little framework in terms of the same way Tim was doing it, the same way I, I was doing it like, you know, in art school. If you're coming to the point where you're trying to knock down a big domino, trying to figure out like a simple answer, best way to really do it is to take a break. Go do something else for a bit. And then come back. This is actually the same principle I learned from Grant Cardone in terms of like if for some reason why you can't get any sales like you can't like you're just like missing um uh, like you're starting to lose momentum a little bit that's where you stop and you go look at somebody else and be like who can i help get a win and literally just jump on a call with someone jump on a like a um on a conversation someone who's like struggling in a certain area that you know you can help like you can help them get that win get that momentum back get that groove on and everything because in the end like if you're all winning together, then it won't really matter. So, but yeah. So here I am, outside walking, enjoying the like beautiful day. It's been really beautiful lately uh, outside. So this is the other thing I would say: get outside and clear that. Uh, not like clear the air, but clear your head. So. Those are some of the things that are kind of going on. And I'd leave you, like, at least with those, like, little principles and, like, frameworks and stuff. Because they work. Um, I'm not saying it's like, well, you got to quit and, like, you know, move on and stuff. No, no, no. It's it's a thing where it's like, this is, like, you avoid burnout and you avoid, like, you know, putting your head through a wall. Because you're able to take, you know, take your mind off the, the problem you're focusing on. Go work on something else and let, like... Let that ram clear up and then get back on it. But it's going to be different for everybody. It's not going to be the same. Everyone's going to find their own way of, like, being able to do that. Um, I almost went and got a massage today just because, like, I was just like, I have too many things that I'm thinking about and I need to take a break. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to treat myself just a little bit. So... And I think I'll, de- I'll, I'll dedicate the next episode towards towards that aspect because mar- as like marketers, entrepreneurs, and everything, you don't take enough time off for yourself. So I'll share those like little principles and stuff in the next episode. But I'll leave it there. I wanted to make this a little bit more um, kind of an updated episode and everything, but it's still kind of expo- like ex- you know expand a little bit on the whole good pro- uh, good problem bad problem and i know probably some of you are like well what about bad problems well bad problems are like if you have too many choices like having one or like having like two choices is pretty good having like five or ten that's pretty hard uh that's where it's like <clears throat> start flipping coins best two out of three i don't know um you just gotta try different things at that point but that's a problem I have not crossed yet. I know I will in time, but good problem is like when 
Like, you have one or two choices. Bad problem is when you have, like, five to ten. And, like, in the previous episode where I talked about, like, having a lead generation is a good pro- Like, the issue is a, pro- is a good problem because that's, like, the number one thing all businesses really struggle with and focus on. That is actually the number one requested thing all businesses, I think, in the last year, literally said after, like, a quick, lake survey, they wish they uh, could get better on. I'm like, that's a good problem to have. And a high percentage of the industry is saying that, like, of, like, all businesses, that's actually really good. Granted, I get it, like, a lot of them are struggling in terms of defining leads and stuff like that, but, like, that's... That's so much better of a problem than actually... Excuse me. uh, Having... Was it like the police come in banging through the doors and stuff or locking like, you know, surrounding your entire place with like a fence or your business being burnt down or um, is it uh, getting, let's see, it's a bad one to have. Um, getting evicted. <laughs> Get uh, Getting a court summons. Like, there's there's a lot more... There's a lot worse things to be... To, to have. And I know some people will look at me like... How is lead generation, like, a good problem to have? Because other people have solved this problem. Because if you solve this problem... all Everything else takes care of itself. That's the thing. You solve the lead generation problem... You basically get paid. You keep the businesses open. Keep the doors open. Everything. Lights on so on and so forth um so yeah so i'll leave it there and hope you're all doing well hope you're all staying safe and if you haven't done so already leave a like subscribe leave feedback if you find any of this like helpful or anyone who can use helpful uh, help from this episode please share it with them share it with your downline share it with your upline if this is your first episode, go back to the very beginning and catch back up. So, um, again, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all staying safe, and I'll see you in the next one.